0: Hey there, welcome to Entree Hustle, a podcast about startups. I'm your host, Zach Kanarska, and a few months ago, our head hustler, Michael Drew, was able to sit down with Max Nissenbaum of Castle, right before the Castle team headed off to Y Combinator. Castle is a product for landlords. If you want to know more about it, go to entercastle.com. On the episode, Max talks culture, Y Combinator, raising a round, and meeting the Oracle of Omaha. Now, if you're not a fan of profanity, Max uses a couple swear words throughout the show, but if it helps, he uses them well. Here we go.
1: Yeah. so uh, my name is Max Nelsonbaum, one of the co-founders of Castle, and Castle is basically property management that doesn't suck. Uh, we make it easy to be a landlord by handling all the hard work, so finding tenants, collecting rent, coordinating maintenance. Um, and we automate that process, not just in software, but with on the ground labor for the times when you need to actually go to a property.
0: Castle takes the stress out of being a landlord. I can appreciate that. In fact, it makes me feel a little less intimidated about the idea of being a landlord. Now if you've ever rented before, you might think that what's good for the landlord isn't good for the renter, and that the two perspectives are at odds. Max disagrees. And he's trying to fix that.
1: If you make life better for the tenants, you make life better for the owners and vice versa and it's a virtuous cycle, right? Happy tenants cause fewer problems, they'll pay their rent on time, they let you know about uh, maintenance issues, you know, that they might notice. Owners in most cases are, you know, people are often interested in investing in real estate because of the idea that, look, you're not just putting your money in a CD, you can be creating a home for someone. Um, And, you know, we've seen a lot of, I think, one thing that has been especially exciting for us and makes us so excited about the possibilities in this industry is that we've seen a lot of cases where, like, in the past, an owner was essentially accidentally being kind of a slumlord because their property management was so inept that they simply weren't even able to be kept aware of what was going on in their property. Meanwhile, the tenant is now being extremely combative because they've been treated like shit, right? And... What seems like is this massive interpersonal conflict, like actually just a little bit better service as the intermediary layer that says, look, hey owner, here's what's going on with the tenant, Tenant, hey, here's what's going on with the owner, like suddenly resolves everything and everyone's happy.
0: Castle is a really interesting product and Max took an interesting path getting there. It starts with VFA. I'm gonna let Max tell you about it.
1: I have, I think, a pretty atypical background for like a startup founder. Mm -hmm. I Never did anything related to business or startups all throughout high school and college. Um, I always had kind of a side interest in in technology, um, but never really made the connection that like that was also a business. Um, I was a total arts kid. I wrote fiction in college, um, wrote a musical, and after college, I ended up doing this program called Venture for America, uh, which is sort of like Teach for America, but for startups, places, recent grads at startups in economically developing cities like Detroit. Uh, I joined VFA it was the first year VFA existed. they were building the program you know one brick ahead of where we were on the bridge um, and that was I think part of what attracted me to VFA was that um, it had none of the bureaucracy and sclerosis that sometimes builds up in larger organizations, especially nonprofits it was kind of the chance to be a part of something from from the ground up. Um, came to Detroit that first class of VFA fellows there were just 12 of us here. I worked for Are you human a startup downtown that absolutely loved doing a hugely varied role. I by the time I left I was basically 30% dev, 30% design, 30% marketing. Um, really got to have my hands in kind of all aspects of the business. Um, and then left to start Castle in the uh, summer of last year of, of 2014. Um, but really in between what happened there is that my co-founders and I, of course we, they weren't co-founders at the time, they were just friends. We bought this house that we're sitting in now, this abandoned mansion and New center that we bought in the 2013 tax mm-hmm. auction rehabbed, transformed into a co-working space for other VFA fellows, total passion project. Like we literally knew nothing about real estate, nothing about rehabbing a house, just kind of thought, Hey, this might be this crazy idea. And seemed like we could kind of figure it out. Um, That, although we didn't know it at the time, was sort of the trigger for all the series of events that ultimately led to Castle. Our involvement in real estate, our getting other rental investors, becoming rental investors ourselves, discovering this problem. That was kind of what planted the seed for Castle way down the road, although we had no idea that that's what we were doing at the time. Hmm.
0: I dare say that sounds like serendipity. Our head hustler, Michael Drew, asks Max about luck.
1: I do think luck played a pretty big role, and I think one of my frustrations with startup world in general is that it feel like there is no one acknowledges the enormous role that luck plays, um, both in terms of who succeeds, but even who starts something in, in the first place. Um, but you know, it's not it's not a hundred percent luck. I mean, I think it's it's a mix of both, right? I've I think if you try to set your life up so that you can start a company, it might not work. But if you try to set your life up just so that you can work on interesting things, you can probably do that. And then like maybe one of those interesting things will like turn out to be a company. Um, And that's more or less what happened with us. You know, I mean, VFA, the idea of the program is that you work at another startup and then um, kind of learn how to start a startup yourself that said, I went into VFA being like, there's no way I'm ever gonna start a startup. Like, I'm just gonna check this out and that should be an interesting thing, but totally didn't think that that was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And kind of just followed this winding path that, that led me there, I guess.
0: A lot of entrepreneurs, especially young ones, really want a formula. They wanna know what they have to put in, in order to get out the success that they see for themselves. Max doesn't provide that here. Max's formula is mostly about chasing the most interesting thing. How does he do that?
1: I think a lot of it is the people you're around, right? I mean, I think it's really easy to, you know, like, look, I'm, as the CEO of Castle, like, I'm responsible for telling the story. I'm sort of the public face of the company. I think it's very easy for this narrative to seem like, oh, like, uh, you know, Max and his friends bought this house and fixed it up. And then Max and his friends started this company. But really, I wasn't the driving force in any of those decisions. Rehabbing this house wasn't my idea. It was Tim and Scott's idea, and I joined on. Uh, starting Castle, uh, it was Tim and Scott's idea to start a company. And I was pulled in later. Uh, the actual thing that Castle is the actual concept of Castle specifically was Scott's idea. Um, I'm a very big believer in the, the phrase, I don't know who said it first, but that you are the average of the five people you spend time with the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if there's anything smart I've done there, it's just try to put myself around, um, people who are interesting and who are going to lead me to, to interesting opportunities. Hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's pretty easy to know if you're around this kind of people. You know, like it, Your friends should be suggesting things that make you a little bit uncomfortable sometimes and if they're not, then they're probably not pushing you hard enough.
0: Pause. Let's talk like entrepreneurs for a second. Remember VFA? Venture for America? We've got more of those. YC equals Y Combinator. Y Combinator is a business incubator. A business incubator is a business that helps other businesses get started. Try and keep up. They do this by providing management and legal guidance, as well as office space and opportunities to meet investors. They have a lot of expertise and it helps to be in there. They usually work in classes where you apply and get accepted with a group of other companies and move into the incubator space for a short period of time. YC classes have turned out a small group of companies that you might have heard of, like Dropbox, Reddit and Airbnb. Yeah, getting in is kind of a big deal.
1: So well, I mean, we've, you know, known about and big, big, big fans of, of Y Combinator for a, a long time. It's actually funny. I said that in high school and college, I had no interest in startups, which is true. I had actually read a ton of Paul Graham, the Y Combinator founder's essays in high school, but I had, but I had no idea they were even about startups because I read a lot of the ones that were much less business specific about like how to like, he has essays that are like how to do what you love and like how to be interesting. And I was like, these are just like philosophical essays about living your life. And I, I guess I knew it was some startup guy, but I like didn't even make that connection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a, a, we had uh, taken, I think, a lot of YC's advice um, really to heart. And we, from day one, you know, doing, doing YC at some point was something that we knew uh, we wanted to do if the opportunity presented itself. I generally think. I think there's a huge glut of accelerators in the world right now. Hmm. I think that most people need to think really hard about whether an accelerator is going to be of any value to them um, for the equity they're going to have to give up. I think especially for us, like a lot of what you might normally get from an accelerator, we were able to get from our relationship with Venture for America, right? So if you need basic things like help, like I need a lawyer and I need to incorporate my company, like I need to talk to some other people who've done X before, like a lot of that we got from VFA. Um, we applied to YC three times. We applied when we first started Castle, didn't get in. Applied uh, like six months into Castle where we were actually had a product and had a few customers but weren't that big, and uh, didn't get in. But we figured, I mean, there's no cost to keep applying. Like it was pretty easy to just update the application, you know, with our earliest progress. Applied this third time. Honestly, for like send the application in, that was it. Didn't think about it again. Like just assumed we wouldn't get in anyways. Um, And then we got the email that we'd been selected for an interview and we prepped like crazy. And we went to Mountain View and did the interview and it's, you go, I mean, the whole founding team, all three founders flew out to Mountain View all the way to California for a 10 minute interview. Interview was at 5 p.m. Got the call at 7.30 that we were in and that was that.
0: I don't want to overstate how good it is to get into YC. It isn't the end all be all success of, of a founder, but it helps a lot. It's a little bit of validation for you and for your idea. There's a lot of experts in there. They actually do take a little bit of your company, the incubator does, but they also give you cash. And that cash can breathe a little life into your company. So I imagine when they found out that they got into YC, they probably had a wicked celebration.
1: Um, We spent uh, Saturday night after we got in and we went out to Oakland where my best friend from college lives. and we. I uh, hung out with her and some of my other friends and like said we wanted to go out to celebrate but we just fell asleep on the couch after having like one drink because we had been, I mean, you know, we we got there at 3pm on Friday, our interview was at 5.30 on Saturday, we woke up on Saturday morning, so anxious, I I walked, I was just pacing around Mountain View, I, I must have walked six or seven miles, I actually wore out the heel of my shoe I was pacing nervously so much for the rest of my the trip literally like you could see the heel of my sock coming out of the back of the shoe so we mostly just felt nervous.
0: Before applying to YC Max and his team raised an angel round of three hundred thousand dollars now maybe you are raising a round of investment from venture capitalists or angel investors right now and I know it can be hard um, so maybe Max's story can Lend you a little insight and inspiration.
1: It was a fucking disaster. We did. This is what I want to talk about. We did just about. We made it. And when you say we, I really should say I because it's really my responsibility and was my area of focus. I made almost every possible mistake you could possibly make while ultimately still like successfully raising money. Um, And I actually have a a really long medium post that goes into a ton of detail about every little thing we did. If if your audience is interested, um, that I hope will help other people as they embark on that journey Um, but yeah we I mean we were very lucky that it all ended up being okay in the end but like we fucked it up big time and just almost totally fell flat on our faces
0: if you're interested Max's medium post is in the show notes and I know you're interested you little entrepreneurs now Max could you please elaborate
1: let's go back to the beginning yeah one of our biggest mistakes with Castle was that we just started too early like we quit our jobs over the summer Uh, We worked briefly on a related idea that didn't quite work out, ultimately pivoted into what Castle has become, you know, got our first paying customer the very end of December of 2014. So that was like six months. Um, And I mean, it's tough because, you know, what I would recommend to anyone is like, save up enough money that you can work for a few months without taking a salary. Like, don't go full time until you absolutely have to. And, um, you know... Get a little bit of traction before we're going out there.
0: All the mistakes you make, the way you build your model, the way you start are you going to have a distributed work team? Is everyone going to work remotely? Are you going to be based in Detroit or Silicon Valley? All of these factors build up your culture, how people work together. Max is extremely conscious of the culture that he and his team are building. And he talks about the culture that's been built from the beginning on the Castle team.
1: You know, everyone has, every startup says they really care about culture and a lot of times that means like we go out for beers once a week and we have a ping pong table. Um, and I think we have tried to go really hard in the opposite direction where like culture is about how you work, it's about how decisions are made in the organization um, and you, you can be as conscious about it as you want, but a lot of it is not within your control. Um, I think it's... It's within your control in the sense that, like, the way you and your co-founders and then everyone else on the team acts is what's going to create the culture, but it's not as simple as, like, deciding the culture is going to be this, and then it is, and... watch Watching other members of the team sort of reflect my own flaws and insecurities back at me, Um, I think the other founders would say the same thing, like unintentionally has been a super bizarre experience and just really made you realize like, oh, like culture is sort of this like bubbling soup that kind of evolves on its own and like we're gonna throw as much ingredients in there as we can, Um, but it's not entirely uh, within our control.
0: Okay, culture, soup, I made the connection. So what does the castle soup look like?
1: There is a certain just kind of, unique culture that is going to naturally exist with Castle because, like, we built our own co space and, do, like, just the fact that we work out of this restored mansion and not an office, like, is a huge culture thing, like, right there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think especially given the fact that, like, that would be cool for any company, but look, like, we're in the real estate world, like, our customers, our rental investors are just like us. Like, I think that really, like, some, it's a it's way we stay close to our customers It's like, look, like, we all work out of our rental property just like the one you might own. And I have this fantasy of, When we're a thousand person company, instead of getting a big office, we're just gonna buy a subdivision and every team will just work in a mansion that we build and it'll just be like we're working out of a bunch of houses, just kind of like in the old days, who knows if we'll ever do that or not.
0: Max mentioned that everyone thinks they have culture. Everyone has the employee handbook and the ping pong table and maybe to them that's culture, but culture is really how you respond to adversity. How your team comes together when you're running out of money and you desperately need funding or when things are crashing, your your model is crashing and you desperately need a pivot and you need to come together with your team and make a decision. How are you making those decisions? How are you coming together and supporting each other during that time? Our head hustler, Michael Drew, asks Max about feeling like everything's crashing in around you.
1: I have that feeling every day uh, and I don't think it will ever go away. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that the the, the kind of canonical story here is, so when we first started Cancel, as I kind of briefly alluded to, we were working on a slightly different idea. Our original idea was just to create software for landlords because we're all software guys. We didn't want to actually be in the business of like dispatching and repair people to houses, like scaling up this labor force. Like that sounded like a huge pain. Let's just make an app that landlords can use on their own. Uh, We pretty quickly discovered that that wasn't going to solve the real problem. And it's what ultimately customer feedback led us to pivot into our current model, which, while we're still in the very early days, has been far more successful and we're seeing some really exciting traction. There was a period, it was about three months into starting Castle, it was still just the three of us, the co-founders. Um, our house, we were living here, but it was totally unfinished. We were actually working out of Grand Circus downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brad and Damien at Grand Circus at the time were incredibly supportive. Uh, We didn't have any money, so they let us work there for free in exchange for us helping out with Grand Circus events and and classes. Um, And we were just at this point where uh, we knew the idea for Castle wasn't working, like we all kind of sensed it, but we didn't know what was next. We were all really floundering, um, and, and just nothing was going right, and then to top it all off, that morning, actual human feces just started erupting from a pipe in the basement of our house. So like literally our company was in shit. And then our own shit was actually coming out of the pipes of our house, like into our space. And we were just sitting, uh, in the, this conference room in Grand Sargras. And, and it was just like, that was the last job. We were just like, what are we going to do? Um, but what do you do? Like I'm a big fan of the phrase, the only way out is through. Like there's no, there's no way out. You just gotta keep moving forward. So we, Cleaned up the poop and we fixed the pipe and I don't know a couple of weeks later we kind of came to terms with the fact that our idea for Castle wasn't working. We tried something else and you just I don't know you kinda of go ahead. I mean um
0: as you begin thinking about your entrepreneurial journey, one thing that you absolutely need to be aware of is that catastrophe is going to strike. Tough times are going to come. It is death and taxes for entrepreneurs. You will fall on hard times, but the people you have around you can make all the difference.
1: I mean, you know, we're all extremely, extremely close. We were before we started the company. We've only become even more so. Um, having, I mean, you know, we now spend almost every waking minute together. We live together. We work together all day. We travel together. Like, we hang out when we're not working on the company. Um, you know, we basically have a complete mind meld at this point. Um, the amount of times when one of my other co founders will say out loud a thought that I'm having at the same time is, is honestly kind of frightening. Um, I can't imagine starting a company with people who aren't um, your extremely close friends. Uh, it doesn't, it's not to say that people don't do it, um, but I certainly can't imagine doing that uh, having had this experience.
0: Y Combinator actually recommends that founders are friends and they think that this actually increases your chances of success.
1: The number one cause of startup failure for YC, other than just literally running out of money, um, is a founder founder breakups. Um, and we, um, I think, Look, you never know 100% sure, but I think we feel pretty confident that that's never going to happen for us. I mean, number one, you know, we survived living together in an unfinished house with no heat or running water for three months. So, like, we could do that. We can survive whatever's going to happen with the company, too. Mm. But I think also for us, like, I hope we're never in a position where we have to choose, but the friendship is more important than the company. And if we had to kill one to save the other, we'd let the company go and stay friends. And I think it's that bond that means we're never going to have to make that choice.
0: I think that that is probably one of the most valuable things that you can get from this podcast. As you are chasing your project, as you're chasing your business and entrepreneurial dreams, think about who you're bringing on with you. Who would you bring on that you would give up the business for? And maybe that's the most valuable thing that you can take from this entire interview. Now, our head hustler, Michael Drew, changes gears a little bit. At this point in the interview, he starts asking Max about his personal habits, um, about other stories from his past, and we pull out some interesting stories. And it it comes back around to this this thing that Max is always trying to do the most interesting thing he can. He was actually actually applied to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and got on, which is fascinating. Uh, He also has a story of meeting Warren Buffett, at a museum in Washington, DC, and he, it's just a great story. And so I think you entrepreneurs are really going to appreciate this one. Okay. First
1: we recognized Tom Brokaw, but we didn't know who he was. And we knew it was a news anchor. We were trying to figure it out. And then um, uh, my friend recognized Warren Buffett and we actually asked, we never figured out who Tom Brokaw was at the time. We actually asked him to take the photo of us with Warren Buffett. And I actually think he was pretty offended because I think he's pretty used to getting recognized. And he was like kind of pissed that we recognized Warren Buffett and just like handed our, we're like, hey, will you take the photo of us with Warren Buffett? Um, So it was kind of funny.
0: So in summary, we have a group of passionate entrepreneurs who bought a mansion in the Virginia Park neighborhood of Detroit, renovated it, and are trying to build something beautiful there. If you own a rental property, check out entercastle.com to see what Castle can do for you. We want to thank Max for his time on this episode, a lot of great things to be taken from there, and frankly, a lot of fun and a lot of honesty. Max is a fun, interesting, and honest person, in a great interview. Thanks, Max, and thank you for joining us today on Entree Hustle, a podcast about startups. And before you go, a quick word from our sponsors. At Entree Hustle, we believe that you should always be learning and always be growing. I use podcasts and audiobooks to make sure that I'm constantly learning in my free time. This means I never have a quiet car ride. A few summers ago, I had a 13-hour drive between me and a cute girl. Audiobooks from Audible kept me awake and entertained for the many 13-hour excursions. Soon, I will be marrying that girl. I'm not saying that Audible leads you to your happily ever after, but I'm also not not saying it. Get a free audiobook by going to entrehustle.com slash audible and select from thousands of titles. Who knows? It may lead you to your soulmate. Hey there, welcome to Entree Hustle, a startup about podcasts. No, it's not about podcasts. It's about startups. It's about startups. It, it is about startups. So let's be, let's be really clear about that.